Hey, welcome to the Journey Through the Generations podcast. I am Philip. Nine Trisha. And today we're going to talk about um, some tips to help uh, you start your researching your family history and and some tips to help folks who may not be researching um, but know someone in their family or their friends who are researching that can help them as they go through their uh, research. So Trisha's going to go through a few of these and I'll jump in here whenever whenever it hits me. (laughs) Um, First off, I want to say that if you're interested in genealogy, then obviously you probably have already read some books or looked at some blogs or maybe even start your tree a little bit. So these are some tips that aren't necessarily in books. These are things that I've learned along the way. Um, First off, what is your end goal? Decide on what your end goal is with your research. Do you want to write a book? Are you researching for um, a family reunion? Do you just want your kids or grandkids to know their history? That will help you to know what to research, how far back you want to go, Um, If you want to spend a lot of money or if you just want to spend your time in the library, that's free. Um, That will help you with your research if you know what your end goal is. Um, Secondly, organize. Organization is important. And I think that you should figure out what you want and how you want to organize when you even before you start your journey, your research. So do you want to do all of your um, research online and you want to save everything online on the computer? Then you don't have to print out things and stuff like that. You need to get software that would be suitable for genealogy, records, documents, photos, your tree. Um, So you need to figure out if you want to do it that way or if you want to do it more old school and actually print out information, keep it in binders. Um, per family um, and things like that second no third what are your goals your long-term goals your short-term goals write those out on paper and put them somewhere that you can see them and refer to them often and go through and actually mark out what you've done and what you've completed and it can be a fluid list you can add to it as you progress in your research you can add to it you can take away you can like I said mark through things that have completed and that'll help keep you focused Um, fourth is something that I struggle with even still um, networking talk to people you're going to be in the library you're going to research centers you're interviewing your relatives you're doing everything that the books tell you to do Um, But actually talk to the staff while you're at the library. Let them know where you're researching, the county, the state, um, the surname that you're researching. You never know what they've come across, what they already know about. They may even be from that area. You You just never know until you ask. They have been doing this in libraries for years and years, so they may know different collections that you can look at that you may not even have thought about or even know exist that can help you with your research. And finally, number five is read, 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 read. 
read any and everything you can about genealogy. Read books, read blogs, read magazines, read about where your family is from, the state in general, the county in general, the city in general. My family is from Northeast Arkansas. So I have read lots of books on Arkansas history, on Jackson County history, on Newport history. I've read books about African Americans in Arkansas. I've read everything that I can think of that will piece together the puzzle that I'm working on in this family history. And those are my tips for the actual person who wants to get started or has just started their genealogy. Yep, so I'm going to cover the tips that we've come up with for people who want to help a family historian or a friend who's going through their journey. I'm going to cover a few of these things. Number one, if you have good penmanship and the person who's doing the research does not in, like me in in our case <laughs> I have pretty good penmanship when I want to um, and Trisha does not all the time <laughs> and she has some not official documents but some forms and documents that she wants to go in her binders especially when she shows them to friends and family she wants it to look neat and so um, I write out some of her things and there's a person that she works with that has really good penmanship that helps her as well um, Kristen. and you know volunteer to help write those you want those things uh, to be really as neat as possible um, and be very very legible so people will be able to read it especially um, if you're at a, like a family reunion and you got your binders out on the table for public view and you want people to be able to read it and be able to, you know, see their family names. And, uh, and you know, if you're like me, you want to see your name on, on the sheet or on the family tree. Help out whenever you can in those situations. If it's doing that, if it's writing a letter to family members or thank you notes out can help your family historian by doing that. Um, number two, now if you live in a city that that is not where the family historian lives and but they're researching in your area, volunteer to help take photos of things that the person that's doing the research can't get to um, help out doing that and help out by going to a library and picking up a book or checking out some materials um, help by going to government agencies that may not have um, things online or you can't order and have mail to you um, volunteer going to those places for them when you can and I'm sure that person would be very appreciative of it um, so, for example, we live in Arkansas, but Trisha has been um, working in a lot of different cities, New York, Chicago. You've heard us talk about Chicago a little bit in past podcasts. Um, 
she currently has a an, an opportunity to find some information in Alabama and I'm sure in Mississippi too. And we don't live there and you can't just get in the car and drive there or get on a plane and go <clears throat> and get that information. If you know, if somebody if somebody lived there in those areas or close, it'd be great if they could go and, you know, get what she needs and it'd be it would be helpful and I know Trisha would appreciate it. So if you have that opportunity, <clears throat> I would encourage you to do that. Um, number three, if you're good with technology, um, and then again, this is our situation. <laughs> Trisha knows how to use a computer, but the basics, you know, going deeper into it, I help out. So you know, we got her a scanner and I had to show her how to use it. She knows how to use it fine now. Uh, but, it, you know, if you have a person who's not good with that kind of stuff and you are, help them out with it. Um, it's good to have all this stuff in a digital format um, for people to to be able to keep and refer back to if they need to and use in the future. And it's easy for them to, you know, send that information out to other people if they need it. So. Um, certainly, you know, as you, know, you may not be, you know, deep into it like Trisha is and you want to write a book and you want to, you know, do all this other stuff and you need some some uh, technology assistance, but you're still going to need some help some kind of way right. from a technology standpoint. So, And it's um, also easy when you go to conferences or if you're at a family reunion it's easier to carry a laptop than my big binder with all my documents mm -hmm. in it, especially yeah. when you're flying. Yeah. Um, number four, um, one thing that that I, Trisha uses me for is to be another set of eyes uh, in helping her read older information. So if you've ever seen like a census report or a birth certificate or death certificate or anything like that from back in the day that stuff wasn't typed out like it is today it was handwritten and they, it was handwritten in cursive documents tend to not age well and so when they get scanned into you know a computer and put online it's really hard to read sometimes and so Sometimes you need another person to kind of help make out some of those words and names and things like that. And you may still, you still may not even understand what it says because a lot of times it's a lot of up and down in the cursive and you just can't see it. So you really want to be able to try to help, you know, read that handwriting um, if you can. So that's, that's usually uh, something that I do a lot. Um, when we get that information. And then uh, the last one is just ask questions about the research and how th how they're doing um, or you know are they having a hard time with something and just listening to what they are having issues with. A lot of times they um, researchers it's really just them you know for the most part working on it by themselves um, and even if other family members are helping out, they're likely not in the same city, and it's hard to just have those face-to-face -face conversations. So, you know, inquire about 
about what they're doing, about anything new they found. Just ask them those kinds of things and give them an opportunity to talk to someone about it. And you never know, you may um, have come up with uh, something to be able to help them um, or think about something differently. So um, that's always a good thing. So any other tips, Trisha? No, that's really about it. Cool. So one of the things that we've been doing and we really haven't talked about it a lot on this and maybe we will on a future podcast but maybe we can now we got some time so so one of the things that Trisha is doing with this research is not only to find information about her family and who her people are and where they're from and all the all that good stuff and one of the things she's going to do when she gets all this information is put it in a book and so, Trisha, you know, kind of what is your, what's the purpose of you doing that? What are you hoping to accomplish? And, you know, that kind of thing. Um, the reason I want to put my, put my research and publish it is this, is this is my story. This is my family story. And no one can tell our story the way we can. And I've read so many books and seen so many movies about um, African-American history and slavery and civil rights. And 90% of those are produced, written, directed, if it's a movie, by people who don't look like us. They didn't experience what they were writing about or what they were producing. And so I feel that's important to tell your own story and my story is about how I am researching my family tree. That's going to be the basis of my book. How I started, where I've been, how I started looking for information, the records that I've found, the stories that I have found along the way. Um, because I feel like I'm the one who's, you know, researching it. Who can put that emotion and into reality better than I can? Right. So with with her wanting to do that and and in writing the book and of course it's going to take time to do but you know one of the things that I've been focused on in helping her is just getting information out about the work that she's doing so that when the book is ready you know we have an audience of people who may want to purchase it or may want to read it or do whatever and buy it for a friend or family member um, that we have that so one of the things that um, I'm continuing to do is broaden our uh, social media base and um, and getting the word out so several things have have been added since um, the last um, podcast that we've done so so let's start with the with the podcast first so the podcast is available on iTunes so you can go to iTunes search for a journey through the generations and hit the subscribe button it will automatically update every time we publish a new podcast it will automatically hit your podcast app so easy breezy you're done with that if 
you do not have iTunes and you have Android, right now we cannot put the app on Android service. We're waiting on that to to come through the program that we use to record the podcast, but for right now you cannot listen to on Android. However, you can listen through a service called Bumpers. That's B-U-M-P-E-R-P-E-R-S. Um, you have to uh, click the link um, that we have to the podcast to be able to listen to it. Um, and you can listen there. So, so there's a couple of options for the podcast right now. Um, for the blog. Now, Trisha's been blogging. That's what she started first was blogging. Um, so you can go to um, her blog and read about uh, some of the things that uh, she deals with with um, going through this journey um, through her family history. Um, and you can go back to previous posts and uh, go go through and read some of the things that that uh, she's written in the blog. The, the good thing about um, that is we just got a website go to um, to read the blog. I started the blog about January of this year, so it's still relatively new, um, but I typically post, I, I really like to post every week, but it's gotten to where it's every two weeks or so, so there's quite a bit of information out there already um, just in the past six months that I've had it, so make sure you check it out. Start from the beginning. That's actually the first post, the beginning. Um, So start from the beginning and catch up to what I posted um, today is my latest one. So to go to the blog, um, through the website, go to journeythroughthegenerations.com and that's the blog uh, web address so you can go back and read um, read the blogs so so good stuff there and then um, there's also uh, a new Twitter account so just started it so um, go and if you're on Twitter follow on Twitter um, the Twitter handle is at Gen Journey Blog. Um, you can go there and follow along um, through through there. So follow us and say hey. Um, Facebook page will be coming soon, so we'll let you guys know about that. And I think that's about it. So we hope that the tips that Trisha and I have shared with you will help um, and comment and let us know on the blog or through the through the uh, podcast. You know, if you like it, any tips that you found um, that helped you um, share with us and so other people can see it. Um, this is absolutely not an, a complete list of things. Um, there's a ton of things out there. But we thought this might be a good place to start, and in the future we'll do another five to ten um, tips and tricks uh, to help you through the process. So, if you have questions, you know, reach out to us. 
Oh, that was the other thing I forgot about was the email. Um, oh, yeah. We have a new email address. So if you want to reach out to us via email, you can reach out to myjourneythroughgenerations at gmail.com. Um, and we'll be able to um, respond back to um, to emails there as well. So Sounds good. Philip has been working hard on getting all this stuff set up. Thank you, sweetie. Yeah. So... Thank y'all for listening. We'll be back soon with another um, podcast um, and hopefully have some new announcements uh, for you guys as we continue to grow um, the Journey Through the Generations brand. Thanks so much. Later.